the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Summer McKean, a content creator and best sister of the year. Hi, I'm her sister, Brie. I'm actually a 10-time winner of that award. Together, we're the hosts of the podcast, Wavy. Okay. Every Wednesday, we bring you into the fun, exciting, hopefully helpful, and mostly chaotic world of our sisterly chats about everything and anything. From living in a world of comparisons, to boy drama, to the life changes that feel really overwhelming, we got your back. So please support the show with a like and follow to keep up with all of our latest sister shenanigans. Get Get wavy on Wednesdays. We'll see you soon. Hey bestie, it's Cammie Crawford. Relationships are hard and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your girl, Cammie Crawford, of course. And today I'm flying solo because I have some updates. I feel like... I feel like I am coming to the red table. I feel like we need to have a talk because I have been posting some things recently and I've been getting several DMs from you guys being like, when are the relationship listeners going to know about the secret life that you've been living on Instagram and abroad? Here's the update. I have a boyfriend. Yes. Surprise. I have a boyfriend and I am so happy and I feel like it's only right that I share this here because I cannot. And I was actually talking to him about this the other day because I was like, I feel like I need to like expose myself. I feel like I need to share with my relationship listeners because he listens to the podcast, by the way. Hey, Blue. But He was like, well, like, why? Like, why do you think that you have to? Obviously, he's happy for me to share and wants for me to share. But he's just like, why do you feel like you have to? And I was like, well, because they share the most intimate details. Y'all tell me all of your business and trust me to give you advice. So it's only right that I share what's been going on in my life. And, you know, I've shared everything else up to this point. So shit, ain't nothing left to uh, under wraps. But So basically what had happened was back in May when I mentioned, well, I don't know when I mentioned, but back in May, I got on Raya. First time on a dating app. Never thought that I would ever be on it because not for nothing, I work on Catfish. So we all know what that entails. Never thought that I would be on a dating app. Somehow ended up on this dating app and somehow, some way, my first day on this app, I match with this man who is the most beautiful man that I've ever seen in my life, number one. Number two, like beautiful on the inside as well. And 
we're just so compatible. And it's, I keep saying this, but it's the healthiest relationship I think I've ever been in. The most communicative, the most like honest and transparent. And it's just a, it's a very beautiful thing that, you know, coming out of my last relationship and we know how that went, I didn't think I was going to experience. I wanted it. I definitely wanted it. And I made my list of the things that would find me in a man. And you, if you listen to Shan Boudram's podcast, I was on Lovers and Friends talking about that. And, you know, just other, other podcasts that I've been on talking about what it is that I needed for my next relationship and what I felt was going to find me in a man. And this person comes into my world and like is a majority of the things on that list. I would say 99%, except for the fact that he doesn't love dogs, which I'm like, "Mm, he hasn't met Biggie yet. When he meets Biggie, he's going to fucking love dogs. Let me tell you. He likes dogs, but he's like, I don't want the responsibility of a dog. Understandable, but like, relax. (laughs) You're going to, you're going to get there. You're going to get there. But other than that, like just the way that, you know, we work through things, the way that we communicate with each other, the way that we love each other. It's just been a really huge sigh of relief, breath of fresh air, everything that you can imagine for me. And I'm so fucking happy. And like, if I didn't share that here, I would be being super fucking fraudulent. So I had to share with you guys. I've posted a few things from like, you know, flowers. and <laughs> I'm wearing this bracelet right now that he got me for my birthday. And we went to, I mean, we go to dinner all the time, but like we went to dinner recently and his hand was in the picture and I got so many DMs like, fuck the food. Like whose hand is that, sis? Like <laughs> reveal, like, is this the soft launch? I told y'all and I'm still standing firm and he knows where I stand and we both have agreed. The hard launch of this relationship will be at the wedding. You will see him at the end of the aisle and you will all clap your hands and be so proud for me, of me, and just be very, very excited. But other than that, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I like the mystery. I'm enjoying the privacy. I'm enjoying just like, I'm just enjoying the space that we're in. And it's not like hiding anything. It's just like some things are just for me. Like, and I'm learning that like some things are just for me. Some things are not for everybody to consume and enjoy or critique or comment on or whatever. And I think it's an important lesson for all of us. Like some things are just for us. Not everything has to be shared or exploited or whatever the fucking word is that you want to use. Sometimes you can just enjoy moments. And like, I think about that even, you know, I took a vacation recently. I went to Cabo. I was supposed to go for like seven days, but I ended up coming back a day early because I missed my man. I know I'm one of those. It's disgusting. But I went for like three days. One of my friends, one of my girlfriends came down and then I spent a few days by myself. And, you know, I was there at the Nobu. Shout out to the Nobu because they always take care of me. But when, and I I posted some things because, you know, like I said, they take care of me. So I take care of them. Like it's a little content here and there. But on the days when I didn't have to do that, I wasn't posting anything. And I wasn't posting anything in the moment because like safety reasons, I just like to post after I've left a place. But 
There's something so peaceful about not constantly feeling the need to post every single thing. Like every single moment doesn't need to be documented. And even I was filming something overseas this summer for two months. And, you know, I posted like, you know, a little behind the scenes here and there, but like, even something so simple as to some of the views that I was looking at. I was trying to take videos of these views and somebody that I was with was like, it's not something you can capture on camera. And that, I mean, it sounds like a passing comment, but that shit is deep. Like not everything is something that you can capture on camera. Not every moment is something that can be captured in an image or in an Instagram post. Like some things are just feelings and memories and things that you're building that don't need everyone's eyes on it. You're not going to fully understand the gravity or like how much this means to me or how much this moment is or how much, how beautiful something is through social media. And I think we often try to make, and I in the past have been fucking number one of like, hoopla and trying to make everything look a certain way that it that it's not and that it wasn't and being so confused when you know I got out of my last relationship and people were like oh you guys gave me so much hope and I'm like but I didn't share I'm just sharing pictures like you don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes of this relationship if you did you'd be like bitch are you a victim like (laughs) you know what I mean like you don't know what's behind a photo sometimes, especially when we're talking about like people in relationships who are posting on social media. Not everything that glitters is gold. And, you know, not every photo that looks like a happy moment lasted past that photo being taken or even before. I'm just very much enjoying the real reality that I'm in and how that feels because it's fucking amazing. And I'm very, very happy. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> like every day, it's just like very mushy, very like a lot. But I'm not going into details. Okay. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> everything because, like I said, it's for me. And I hope everyone respects that. Research shows that sex is as mental as it is physical. So you need more than just an amazing vibrator. No shade to the vibrator, no shade to your rabbit, okay? But if you dog-eared that one sexy chapter in a romance novel, or you have that particular scene in a movie that you always fantasize about, Dipsy can help you get there in a new way. With Dipsy, you can skip straight to the good parts. You know which ones I'm talking about. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Sarunas J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash cami. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash cami. dipsystories.com slash cami.
All right, friends, let's get back to the podcast. I know you want to get over to Dipsy, but, you know, stay right here just for a minute. I actually knew that this man was coming into my life before he actually came into my life. And I'm gonna tell you why. So in at the top of the year, you know, your girl was, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> what's happening? Where's my life going now? I was excited about like the idea of dating and everything, but like, I've never been a dater. So even getting on Raya, like I matched with a few people. He wasn't the only person that I matched with. But of course, when we went on the first date, I was like, Yes. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And like the, I'm in the relationship now where I out loud say to him and just to myself, like, I deserve this. Like, this is what I deserve. This is the kind of relationship that I deserve to be in. And that's a beautiful place to be. But I didn't know. I, I knew what I deserved before I met him. Don't get it twisted. But I also was just like, who is it going to be? And where am I going to meet them? And like, I'm so busy. I'm always moving around. And I don't like the idea of dating around. Like, it's just not, I just don't like that many people ever. I don't like that many people. I don't want to sit across from you talking about God knows fucking what. Like, you guys know, I've talked about it. The idea of dating to me was fucking terrifying. And I didn't want to do it. I was like, unsubscribe. I'm not interested. But I ended up getting a a tarot card reading done. I know. Don't turn off. (laughs) Don't turn off this episode. Keep listening. I've never had a tarot card reading before in my life. But there was this, there's this one tarot card reader. Her name is Moonlight Guidance. Okay. I wanted to get her as a guest on the podcast. So I DM her and I was like, hey girl, I love her videos, like her YouTube videos. You have to check them out. But there are some fake pages. So make sure that you're like actually looking out for the real ones. But I was like, hey, uh, I want you to come on and be a guest on the podcast. She's like, I don't do podcasts, but if you ever want a reading, let me know. And so I was like, do I want a fucking reading? And I was like, bitch, what you got to lose? You ain't got nothing like going on in your love life. Ask some questions. And I was also having some career questions. I just needed some answers. Needless to say, Moonlight fucking delivered, bitch. Okay. On a lightning bolt. And I asked her a question about my relationship and like what I could expect, what was going to happen. And I just want to read you some tidbits from this. Okay. If you know anything about the cards, which I don't know shit about the cards, but if you know anything about the cards, she pulled eight of wands, seven of wands, four of wands, and page of wands. No fucking clue what that means. Okay. I'll be watching her YouTube videos as if I am a sorcerer and I know what the fuck. I have no clue. But I'm going to, I'm picking and choosing what I'm, what I'm reading, obviously. So just bear with me. Basically, she told me, and this was back in on March 28th of this year. She said, what I see here is a new person is going to come your way and really take your breath away. They will be very attractive, understanding, caring, supportive of your work and non-toxic. I just see here a faithful, loyal, and trustworthy love. You will just feel it in your gut that this is the right person for you, like a soul recognition energy. So by far, there is a new person coming your way who has a soulmate energy. They have been working very hard to build up their work, and this has consumed them so much. But they will, in the next seven to eight months, emerge in your life, and it will be your choice as to which direction you'd like to go in. I see here a stronger, healthier, and consistent love coming your way. They are also very financially stable and have a really loving family, and you will get on very well with their friends as well. 
I also see a huge amount of attraction and chemistry where you not only feel physically attracted to them, but the depth of your conversations and their deep understanding towards you will make you realize why it didn't work out with anyone else. For sure, there is a new person that will shock and surprise you. Also, it's a fire energy from the cards as well. The combination of fire and water is a very strong one. Bitch, first of all, I read this and I'm like, who is, who, who? Who? I haven't dated a fire sign since high school. I was, I had a relationship with a Leo for two years. I don't, like, who, who is this person? And I never have an immense amount of, like, physical attraction to people. Like, I, it's very rare. Like, I'll see somebody and be like, oh, he's handsome. But I've never, like, it's very, very rare that I'll look at a man and be like, oh, my God, that's my fucking man right there. Like, that's just not it's just not me. Like I usually grow into it or like, you know, personality or whatever. Like I need the full package. I'm not usually looking at the super fine ones because I'm just like too much drama, too many issues. When I tell you this man is fine, I just need you to, you're just gonna have to visualize. He's fine boots the house down. Period. Like it's, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful man. But like I said, our conversations, the, healthiness of the relationship. Everything that she fucking just said is on point. And then she said within seven to eight months. I thought she meant in seven to eight months. So I thought, because this was in March, I was like, okay, so around November, I'll meet this man. I read this (laughs) tarot reading to Neve. And he was like, are you fucking crazy? It says in seven to eight months, because this was after I've already met my boyfriend. I almost said his name. (laughs) this is after I already met him because we met in May. So I got the reading in March. I met him in May and, you know, we're dating for a few months and I'm talking to Neve and I'm like, well, like I feel this way about him. I feel like it could be him, but Moonlight said it's going to be in seven to eight months. And so then he read it and he was like, you are so dumb. It says in seven to eight months, like within the next seven to eight months, not in seven to eight months. Like, I thought, it was, I thought it was November school. I was like, well, let me not get my hopes up about this one because, like, my husband is coming. <laughs> my real man is coming. This one is fucking amazing and he has all the qualities, so I'm a little confused. But my real man is coming. Anyway, scratch all that. I'm insane. But the icing on the fucking cake. Remember at the end, she said that it's a fire energy. And fire and water is a great combination. I'm obviously a water sign. I'm a Scorpio. Guess what his fucking sign is, bitch? Aries. What? Like the best money I've ever spent. The best money I've ever spent. Okay. She has like two different packages. This is not sponsored, by the way, but she has two different packages. I don't know, you know, inflation. I don't know if she's gone up, but it was like a 111 and a 222 package. So you could ask two questions or you can ask four. I did the two questions. So I did the 111. And this is what I got out of it. I'm very pleased. Happy customer. Five star. Yelp. Very, very happy. So that's the update on my love life and what's been going on. We just spend every single moment of every single day together. So, and for the first time ever on both of our sides, because he's a rising Scorpio. So like we're very, very similar in a lot of ways, but we both like require recharge time apart from our partners in the past. And just like being you know, like I, I love my alone time. I have always loved my alone time. That has been like my thing. 
And to now be with someone where like my alone time I want to spend with them. Like it's still, it's not, I don't feel depleted by spending time with this person. We both value the silence as much as we value the laughter and like the joy and the fun times and the sexy times, obviously. We both value the silence and like it's never awkward. It doesn't feel like we have to fill space with, you know, things. We can just, somebody that you can be silent with, (laughs) I think can be like the most powerful and romantic relationship that you can have because some people are not comfortable in that space. I also have been uncomfortable in that space before where it's like, and I talked about this on Shan's podcast too, where it's like, okay, if it's too quiet, like, well, is he bored? Like, am I, like, is he not having fun? Like, is am I, should I say something? Should I bring something? No, like a good, comfortable relationship that makes you feel comforted and safe should allow for you to not have to say any words and just know that like that person is there with you. And if something comes up, then you talk. But if not, then like, it's okay to just fucking chill out for a second. So all that to say, we both love being alone or we did. And now we just want to be alone with each other. I know. Gross. Anyway, so that's that. And, you know, I wanted to share and I know you guys are so happy for me. I know. I just, you know, like I said, I deserve this. Like, I feel like I have earned this. I've done the self-work too, which is important. Work through my own things. And even in this relationship with him, I can feel my growth like shining through. I can see how the fruits of that labor have come to light and how I'm just a better person. You know, that like, I just feel like any version of me that any man from my past has ever received, she's she's brand new. So if you knew me, you don't. If you knew me, you didn't. <laughs> because I'm different now. I'm changed. I'm, I'm so, so different now. Holier than fucking thou. Okay. So moving on. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. You guys obviously have written in with your stories, what's going on in your world, and I want to hear about it. So let's get started. Okay. Here goes the first one. Okay, so I need some advice on ex-wives. Been dating my man for a while now, few years, and his ex-wife is a boundary pusher, but like them all, uses her child, or their child, sorry, uses their child as the excuse. Please, honey, I'm a woman and also a mother, and see through your bullshit. Anyway, my man is a trustworthy one. However, I sometimes feel like he hides things from me that she does to save a fight or not piss me off. It's little things, like she will give him tickets to a game to bring their child, Or she will get him something from vacation. I mean, they have been divorced for over six years, but she tries to keep him close with the friend thing when we all know she just doesn't want him to be with anyone else. I don't believe my man won't tell me because he wants her, but the white lies don't sit well with me. Clearly, it's one of those if I ask, I already know things. How do I get him to understand her manipulation without sounding like a jealous psycho? Because I'm not, but I do believe in healthy boundaries after a breakup. They have to co-parent, but it's extremely manipulative and he sees it off and on. If him and I are going to get married one day, which is the plan, I need the white, I don't want to start a fight because it's nothing lies or lies by omission to stop. Listen, what you're saying is completely valid. I think it's 1000% valid. I think that, you know, breakups when it comes to 
marriage aren't just pregnant. It's, it's divorce. It's like a legal, it's a legal thing. And then when there are kids involved, it gets even more messy. Whatever the case, I'm not there, so I can't speak for him. But like, I don't get the impression that your man doesn't know that she's being manipulative or that he doesn't see that she's pushing the boundaries. It genuinely, and this is this just goes back to like all men, even the good ones are stupid. Like they're just not, they just don't, they just don't, they just don't, they just don't. And that's that on that. They just don't get it. Like they just don't know. And sometimes they think that they're doing the right thing when in reality they're doing the fucking worst thing possible, which is keeping things from you. Like in his mind, he's probably like, oh, I don't want to tell her about this because she's going to get, she's, it's going to upset her. And I think you have to also come to a place where you can say to him, listen, I know you're trying to spare my feelings and you don't want me to be upset. So you don't tell me because you think that it's going to upset me. But you have to be real with yourself. Like, are you upset by the things that he's telling you that she does? Do you really want to know? Or do you trust your man and say, listen, I know this is what she does. I know you know this is what she does. As long as you're not blinded by any of it and you know exactly what it is, I am comfortable with you taking the lead on this and figuring out how to handle her and not sharing with me the things that are just going to... It's just like she's she's always going to be a constant conversation in your relationship because they have a child together. So, and if the child is... I don't know how old the child is, but like if he has to go through her to see his child, then like, yeah, she's constantly going to be a staple in your relationship. And you got to just like buckle up and get used to it because unfortunately that's just the way that it works. Especially when you're in a relationship with someone who was in a relationship with someone that has a child with that person and that person has not moved on in their relationships yet. And even sometimes even after they've moved on, they're still attached and feel like they have, you know, carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want to do and like be just out here with your man having conversations whenever they feel like it. Like, no, there's boundaries. There's still boundaries no matter what. But I think it's you can take two different lanes. You can either be like, I want you to be radically honest with me and always tell me. I want you to be so transparent and tell me every single little detail, which is like, if that's what you want, I'm for it. But also, like, you can protect your peace too. And it's okay to not be involved in that. Or you can say, I trust you to handle it the way that you see fit and or, or that I I am trusting you. Not I trust you because we know that they're dumb. But you could say I'm trusting you to handle this the way that you see fit. And I'm going to just, I'm going to sit this one out. You do what you have to do. I know that you're going to speak in a way that is, you know, conducive to the healthiness of our relationship. And you handle it. Handle your shit. Handle your scandal, bro. You know? So that's, I don't, I don't know if that answers it, but like, if that's, if that's what you want, you got to figure out if what you can actually handle and what is like mentally what's best for you, because it may not be hearing every single fucking thing that she does to try to impress him or get him back or be nice or be this or be that or be manipulative. Like that's your man. So you're going to want to stand by him and you don't want him to be used and abused. And you also don't want her crossing boundaries where she shouldn't be. 
Handling her, though, is not your issue. He needs to handle her. You you don't need to be doing that. So, yeah, I guess you just have to decide. You have to decide what's most important to you. Is it more important to you to know every single detail? Or is it more important to you that he stands up and does what he needs to do as a man and protect you and the home that you two are building and protecting your peace? Okay, here's the next one. Hi, bestie. I need help. After being on and off for a while, my ex-boyfriend of two and a half years and I have been working things out in the last month or so. Communication has improved. I can see that we have both been intentional about our growth and our time apart. But I did something silly. Uh Uh-oh. I went through his phone while he was in the shower and saw he had been DMing a woman for a few weeks, being pretty friendly, quote-unquote. He asked her to lunch, but she left him on red two weeks ago. A lot has changed for us in the last week, and part of me wishes I never looked. I have trust issues from my past, but he's never made me question his fidelity, so this shook me. When I asked him about this woman, he played dumb, but I also didn't tell him that I went through his phone. So how'd you... (laughs) So then how did you tell him about the woman without saying that you went through the phone? That's the problem. It's like whenever you find some shit, because I'm the queen of this, okay? I am going to... Well, I don't want my man listening. He probably tuned out already like 20 minutes ago after I stopped talking about him, hopefully. But I will, you know, not manufacture. I would like to say I conjure up an alternate universe where I found some information out in a different way than I actually found it. Because you don't need to know that I snooped to find it. You just need to know that I found it. And that's the most important thing. It was brought to light. Okay? So, like, I, I believe in this. Sometimes you have to put a little pizzazz in the story. <laughs> I'm very curious to know how you did it because that that would the mental gymnastics of that alone would have had me spent. Anyway, technically we haven't committed to each other yet again, and I'm wondering if I should just let this go or if it's time to call it. He's my best friend and I love him, but I'm exhausted and confused. How should I proceed? Thanks, bestie. Love the show and appreciate you. Oh, love you back. You know, you say that... Over the past week, things have been changed for the better between the two of you. And whenever he asked this woman on a date two weeks ago, who knows? I I don't know where you guys were at that time. I think if I'm speaking very much in the growth mind frame that I have obtained, (laughs) because I said I'm a new woman at the top of this, I am a new woman. We cannot hold our partners or potential partners or reprise of partners responsible for the things that happened before us. Technically, in two weeks ago, that was before whatever you guys are building right now. So whenever you do officially become on again, that's when you sit down and have the conversation and say, listen, I'm aware that this may have happened or that you may have been talking to other people in the time that we were apart. And I respect it or, you know, whatever word you want to use for that. But like, I, I understand it and I, I get it. But now moving forward, like these are the boundaries that I'm expecting for us to operate under. These are the things that I'm hoping that you two will be down for and will follow. And like, you know, like let's start a new chapter, new leaf, because I'm also a believer that when you break up and get back together, you are making a decision to move forward 
And if you can't do that, then maybe you don't need to be back in that relationship. Like maybe there's still work that needs to be done on your part or with him that you guys need to discuss before you can take it to the next new phase of your relationship. Because people do date and then take years off of a relationship and then get back together and end up married and happy and like, you know, all the things happily ever after. But it takes like actual growth. So as long as you have done that, then move forward in the relationship. But like anything that the person has done in the past, I feel like you can't, same thing with cheating. Like if you, if the person cheated and you guys broke up, but then you decided to get back with them, I don't really feel like you should be bringing up the cheating anymore because you already fucking subscribed. You click subscribe when you got back in the relationship. Like now you just have to trust that it's not going to happen again. That's really all that you can do. And like, you can talk about it till you're blue in the face, but like, you know, and you said you never had these issues before. There's a chance that like after two and a half years, he was trying to put his foot back in the sand in the single pond and like see what was out there and, you know, test the waters. That's kind of, you know, I guess what they're supposed to do. I hate it. I hate it for you. I know. I get it. Bitch, why weren't you just waiting for me to come back? You should have been begging on my doorstep every day. Yes. But at the same time, no. And it's the same with like dating people who have dated other people. Do you think that I want to think that my beautiful man that belongs to me ever liked anyone before me? No. Nobody existed before me. You literally popped out of your mother's womb and you blinked and you were in your 30s and I was in your life and we're getting married. I don't want to hear about the others. There were no others. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? Because <laughs> it's not me. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear about the past. Don't tell me what has been. Tell me what's now in the words of Nene Leakes. So like, but it's delusional. It is. It's delusional to think that. Everybody has a past and everybody, you know, does with their time off, quote unquote, as they will. And you just have to be like, okay, that was that was in your single moment. But now we're we're regrouping. We're back. We're back at this. So let's move on and let's move forward and delete that bitch blocker, whatever you have to do, whatever makes you comfortable. Like you need to do that. So bring it up in the conversation about moving forward in your relationship. But then after that, you can't bring it up again in my opinion, unless something resurfaces that makes it seem as if he might still be talking to this person or whatever. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta dead that one. Hang it up flat screen. Someone said, hi, Cammie. First off, you're my hero and I feel so seen by you. Ah, that makes me so happy. Thank you. I'm about to turn 27 and I'm in my first serious relationship. I'm very self-aware, know what I deserve, and know what I want from a partner. But I often feel like my lack of experience keeps me from requiring my partner to give me more than the baseline. I love him dearly, but I am not sure he is capable of exceeding baseline standards, and it makes both of us feel bad when he misses the mark. I don't want to date for his potential, but I'm so tired of feeling like I'm not getting what I deserve from him. But I love him. Please help. Baby, listen, you can love him all you want. And that is so well and good. And I'm sure he's very lovable. But you can't change people to meet whatever standards that you have for yourself. It has to be the standard that they have for themselves also. So, you know, you can't make a fucking, I don't know, if I have an easy bake oven, 
it don't mean that I'm going to be a chef. I haven't practiced. I just made some fucking brownies in my Easy Bake. It's not the same. Like, my potential for being a chef could be there if I actually put in the work, but I would have to want to be a chef. I'm happy with my Easy Bake. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that make any sense? I feel like you have to, you have to meet people where they're at. And in this situation, if he's feeling badly about not being able to be the person that you want, it just may be because he's just not that person. And that's okay. Like I've been in relationships like that before where it's like, there's nothing actually wrong with you. I love you. You're great. You're so sweet to me. And like, you know, we have fun times or whatever, but like, you're just not the right person for me. And I love you for who you are, but just not for me. But I think you would be so great for somebody else. And I don't want to change anything about you. I actually had this conversation with an ex once. Like, there's nothing that I would change about you to fit what I want. Because somebody else is going to love you exactly like this. That goes for even the good and the bad. So I say, you know, this is your first serious relationship. And that's beautiful. It teaches you so much. And obviously, you've already learned a lot. But one of those things has to be not accepting just anything or the bare minimum or whatever you can get. You need to reach for all of the things that you want. Because let me tell you from experience, making a list of the things that I wanted to find me, and I'll do an episode about that eventually if you guys want it. I'm sure I'm sure we do because that's why we're here. It's like, a, it's a, it's a lengthy list, but my therapist even like she was able to, she was like, you're really just asking like to be respected and to be loved furiously and to be communicative with your partner. Like that was like the overarching thing. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like it's like really three main points, but you're not asking for too much. You're just asking the wrong person. And that happens in life. But like you don't, that doesn't mean that you then stop and you say, okay, I'm asking the wrong person, but let me just keep asking them because maybe they might do it this time. No, no. Ask the right person. And with the right person, you probably won't even have to ask. That's the T. Like, you might not even have to ask. It might just be the standard that they have for themselves of how they want to show up in a relationship. And you'll be able to reap the benefits of that. Everybody grows at different times. And it may just be that he has more growth to do. But like, doesn't mean that he's going to establish that in a relationship with you. And it doesn't mean that you have to be frustrated trying to teach this man how to love you the way that you want to be loved. Go out there, see what else is out there. And then, you know, maybe you'll circle back. Who knows? But like, see what else is out there. That's my advice. Sorry to that man. I'm sure he's lovely. But like, you know, that's that's life. Okay, last one. SOS, give me the real talk. Okay, you asked for it. How do I find the courage and strength to walk away from a toxic-ass five-year relationship when I've been cut off from working, have no family, and I'm a single mother of a soon-to-be preteen? Mourning the loss of my ma, brother, and grams back-to-back has been in a tough place to pick myself out of. What do I do? Where do I turn? Help, sis, SOS. (sighs) Wow. Well, it seems as though from an outsider's perspective, that you are already in a very tough place mourning the losses in your life. And I'm really sorry to hear about those. But also, you sound to me like you're in a toxic, possibly emotionally abusive relationship if you're mentioning being cut off from working and not having family. That is a dangerous combination. 
And, you know, what's crazy is that a lot of people, a lot of people who have those tendencies, it's like they seek out people who are in low moments and like low places in life. And they're like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm going to do the most of my fucking bullshit. Like, and it's so disgusting and sad that the world is like that. But like, we just have toxic evil people out there and it's like, what can you do? I think most importantly, to be able to get out of something like that is going to require a support system. So whoever you do have, and I know you've had incredible loss, but I'm sure there are some, there's someone in your life, whether, you know, you say you have no family, but maybe a friend, maybe a coworker or a teacher or a past coworker or teacher, someone, someone who cares about you. You have someone. You you definitely do. And I know in these low moments, it feels like oh, I have no one, but there's someone out there that you can think of. Whoever that person is, you need to reach out to them and start communicating with them, cultivating some kind of, you know, relationship with them, conversations with them, and let them know what it is that you're trying to do and get the support that you need. And honestly, if you don't have that person in your life, there are plenty of resources out there for women who are trying to get out of certain situations similar to yours and don't feel like they have anywhere to turn. But you need to find an outlet and a community of people who can take you in at a moment's notice, do whatever they need to do to be able to get you help and resources and to safety. This is just my advice and my opinion, by the way. But I think you that's what you have to do first so that you have somewhere to go because in situations like this, I think it can be very... It can feel very dark and it can feel very lonely and empty, but you're never alone and there's always resources and help out there. You just have to seek it out, which is already difficult, but like I'm encouraging you to seek it out and, you know, pinpoint it and start getting your shit, start getting your shit so that you can go. Because, you know, you have a preteen and you need to be strong for them. They need to be able to see their mom standing up for herself and what's right and being able to see what love is not. I think it's important for your kids to see that. And if you can't do it for yourself, do it for them kind of thing and get out of there because you deserve, you deserve more. You deserve better. I don't know what the fuck this person's been telling you, but whatever it is, they don't know shit. Okay. They don't know more than you know, and you know that you deserve more, which is why you're trying to get out. And I'm so proud of you. And yeah, I hope that you can get out of that situation sooner rather than later. And you're on to a beautiful, happy, healthy life because that's what you deserve. All right, y'all. Well, that's it for me today. I feel like, I feel like weight has been lifted off my chest. I felt like I had a lot of explaining to do. And (laughs) I'm so glad that I did. And I'm just so, you know, honored and blessed to have this platform to be able to talk about my shit, your shit, every shit, relationship, all the shit, everything. And yeah. (laughs) Now y'all gonna be looking extra hard at my shit. And I already know, but you're not gonna catch me slipping, honey. Okay? I got my shit tight. Tight. Okay, so just let me live, please. God, you know what? And you know what? It's so funny is that like on Twitter and Instagram, y'all have been DMing me like, sis, like, you know that we're family. 
how could you not share this information with us? I was waiting because honestly, you know, I'm working it out in therapy. Therapy. That was very Marilyn of me. I'm working it out in therapy, but like, you know, once you like, I have like relationship PTSD, y'all. Okay. Like sometimes, and luckily I, I have a partner now who like, we can talk about all of these things, but like, there's a part of me that's always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's just like, what if it doesn't, bitch? What if this is just like a good thing? That's okay too. You know? So while I'll be working out y'all shit, I'll be working out my own. And, you know, that's important too. Anyways, I love y'all. Have an amazing weekend. Have the best time ever. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.